0: Content warning. This episode contains mentions of blood, dismemberment, alcohol and drug use, religious imagery, and crucifixion.
1: Welcome to Table it, a micro-RPG podcast. My name is Tim, and I'm one of the hosts and the editor of this production. Table it is an excuse to get my friends Max, Matt, and Manny to play micro-RPGs with me. We are all interested in game design as well as actual play, so each game will get a review at the end. Stick around and hear our opinions, as well as if we put the game back on the shelf, or if we would table it and play it again later. Uh, this week, we are playing uh, Hexing Tide by Will Phillips.
2: Yeah, so we walk into Darla's.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Through the door.
0: Yep. You guys walk in and it is, it's, it's early for speakeasy o'clock, but Darla's is always busy. Mm. Sometimes it's busy and there's everyone there trying to have a good time. Sometimes it's busy in that there's a jazz show going on. Sometimes it's busy in that they're cleaning up and getting ready. Mm -hmm. This is uh, a mix of the getting ready and folks having, coming in, coming in to actually get some food, some it's one of the few times that music isn't actually going through the air.
2: Mm, interesting. Uh, do I recognize anyone in here?
0: Uh, the or only any? person you currently recognize is Din. He's been the bartender for the last three weeks. Everyone else is new. All right.
4: Ooh, is that an unusual amount of turnover, or is that pretty normal around here? It's...
0: Fairly normal, I would say. Right? Quick turnover at Darla's. Fairly normal because a lot of the time okay. it's of uh, it's uh, folks of the monstrous folk trying to get their feet on and then go back and live in the in the mundane world for a while longer, mm-hmm. um, gotcha. rather than gotcha. hiding in the sewers. Uh, sometimes Darla actually has people that are specifically hired for the place, but most of the time it's a halfway employment house. We're mm-hmm. like, hey, here's how you learn to interact with the way the rest of the world works, rather than whatever
3: mm-hmm.
0: stuff you were stuck cool. in for who knows how long.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, how big is? You kind of shared a little bit about the vibe, but like, how big is it? What's the interior sort of look like?
0: It's a lot bi- bigger than most spe- speakeasies, okay. so but it's hardest bigger on the inside, mm-hmm. very much so. Um, it's a warm establishment, brick walls. There's not a whole lot of decoration. But
2: the people who are there actually enjoy being there. Mm. I kind of imagine it, if, if this is okay, Matt, I kind of imagine it kind of like the opposite of like Goldfish where like it conforms, it's always a small room, but like it's small based off of how many people are in there.
4: Mm. So if
2: there's like two people, there's like one table in the bar. And if there's like 12 people, it's small for 12 people, but it still fits 12 people. Mm-hmm. And so it's always like cozy.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and if there were like 150 people in there, it becomes like a chain of rooms. Yeah, Like yeah. each of which are cozy mm-hmm. and interconnected. That's
2: kind <sighs> of like the vibe that I was going like with. That's really cool. Yeah.
3: That's going to quietly end up in future campaigns of mine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you can twist. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, <laughs> what kind of person is Den?
0: Din is going to be stuck here for a while. Um, oh, no. Din is fully horned and scaled. Same. And visi- like, visibly mm. monstrous. So he's not going okay. to be able to pass for mundane with any kind of ease. Mm. Right. And that's why he's here. Is that he's learning to try and practice holding himself correctly because his spine is all bent out of shape. Mm. He's got all sorts of... Nobody really knows what Din is. Din doesn't even know,
2: oh. mm-hmm. but yeah.
0: okay. at the same time, it's a case of I'm here because this is something I want to go towards. As I'm looking for answers and how to how to pass as mundane, mm-hmm. I'm just going to learn more about being mundane while I'm here.
2: Cool. All right.
1: All right.
2: Yeah, sure. I think I'll sure. go right up to the bar. Uh, uh, I'll set my fedora down on top and says, how's it going, Din? Yeah. Uh, you know my drink by now, right? Slams down just
0: a just a whiskey, no rocks.
1: Exactly.
0: Looks up, sees Rhett, takes that back and puts a water in place. <laughs>
1: mm.
0: Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank I, you, uh, Din. Not
3: before 7 p.m.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, with a glare at red, I slam back the water like it is a whiskey <laughs> shot. And then I take my own bottle of whiskey from my flask. Or I take my own flask from my breast pocket and he pour it in the there. For, as you're reaching <laughs> into your breast pocket, he reaches out, grabs the glass, fills it with more water, and puts it back. God damn it, Dim! One of these <laughs> days, I'm going to get one over on you. You're looking good. Uh, back a little straighter. Uh, how, how's it been? How you been doing around here? Yeah, we've been doing. It's... uh been interesting looks like some of that pasta's cleared up too <laughs> yeah just a little bit <laughs> yeah it's, it's good for you uh, but uh
0: haven't seen uh haven't seen the whole the whole gang in a while how are things how what brings you all here you're not normally together we got a
2: case uh, yeah we got a case uh a real they have a case <laughs> this one's a <laughs> for the ride
4: case <laughs> yes.
3: it's your case too elijah you're on the ride for this one, but it's your case.
4: I have a case. I am now a private. <laughs> all right, let's
2: all not get a big dick about it. All right, it is technically my case. I and you all are like riding shotgun or what have you. But anyway, um, Den, uh, do you know anything? Heard anything? Or maybe in all of your years being alive, you know. Um, <laughs> It, you ever heard tell of a monster that eats heads and um, uh, leaves bodies without blood in them?
3: <laughs> Din's like, oh, that's me. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> Come with me, sir.
3: <laughs>
0: Din, Din's response is very much a well. I mean, I've I've heard stories. I've heard tell. You just you're gonna have to be a bit more specific. I'm
2: like I'm well. See, this case is an unusual one. We have a dead body, which is not the unusual part. Uh, the body <laughs> happens to be missing its head, which, again, is a little unusual. But what is the most unusual is that uh, it appears to have been attacked by some sort of creature. There are puncture marks, slash marks uh, all over the body. The head is currently missing, and uh, the body is bereft of its lifeblood. Uh, In addition, uh, where we have found the body, there appears to be no natural, uh, it appears to be something of a dead spot, wouldn't you say, Rhett? There's no animals, no no rats or cats or anything like that in alleys, and seems to be no spiritual energy around either. Is that true?
3: Indeed. Very bizarre.
2: And we're just wanting to know, if you know anything that uh, could cause those types of effects Uh, those things that cause those types of effects are things that cause fear tell you that much but you said no blood and puncture marks no blood and puncture mods, and I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, blame it on the vampires, but first of all, they get a bad rap, because I, I have known my fair share of the undead, and some of them are stand-up people. Uh, second of all, um, the head is completely missing, and vampires are usually pretty precise in their works, <laughs> uh, and they, they tend to leave the head attached and the person living so they can come back for seconds, so to speak. Unless there is another form of vampire that I do not know about, there's lots of forms of vampires. Well, I know that, but I don't know one of that. Language. The world
4: is quite a strange place, yes. Mm. But uh, to Mr. O'Neill's point, the manner in which the body was left bereft of its head and blood seems to suggest uh, a particular disposition in the nature of the. World that goes beyond mere simple mindless savagery. What he said.
3: <laughs> and Gab, I know you had a theory about, I'm sorry, what was it, demon dogs?
1: You see the demon dogs are rat king. That's that's where my money's at.
3: I'm leaning towards rat king. I'm, I'm leaning very, towards I've, demon dogs. I've I've
2: never, maybe it's just, uh, I'm a little excited. I ne- haven't had the, the pleasure of fighting a rat king. It does sound interesting. I thought they were completely fictional but uh maybe not. Okay. Full cut here. <laughs> a rat
0: king is a is a literal a real, real thing. thing.
2: Yes, uh, but like they're not the size that could kill
1: a person. Yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah. just rats. like they couldn't they're just rats
2: attached at the tail. Yeah. And, like, I assumed that we're talking about the monstrous version of
3: that. Oh, I thought Gab was, like, just full-on inhabiting the bit of, like, a normal Rat King. Like, with just normal Maybe rats. he
1: is. And maybe we're talking about two different things. <laughs> I also like the idea of uh, Gab thinks this is, it is not just one, uh, w- a bunch of rats tied together, but one incredibly large rat.
2: Wearing a consumed,
1: crown? Consumed <laughs> or made of multiple other rats. Oh. in a swarm of rats in the shape of a gigantic rat so like a rat voltron yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> like, 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 like a rat spiders man this
0: is now this is now a thing um, <laughs> it was not going to be it
1: is now a thing Um... We found the monster.
3: This is off stage. the yeah. wrap Voltron discussion. We are not
4: having that. Yeah. No. The, oh, uh... this is a long episode. I'm have to cut so much for time. Oh, I No. The. Uh... So I'm telling you, Dan. In the future, in the magical world of the 1980s, there's going to be this thing called Voltron, right? robots. So you don't know what robots are, okay, okay? So over in Germany right now, the cinema is exploring robots, right? And then that'll make it over here to the states. And so give it about 15 years. You'll know what robots are, and then you can wait till the 60s when Voltron appears.
1: I, you, you can't Look forget about this random conversation influence. in the
4: 20s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Gundam, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can see into the future now. Yes, yeah, yes, for anyway. sure. The, the power I forgot Let's to bring
2: anime into the 1920s.
3: <laughs>
4: yes. Fantastic. All right. <laughs>
3: okay. Back in. So
4: cutting back. We are so sorry. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. Um, no, I... Uh, so at this point, Elisha would ask if, if it's not ringing any bells with Din in particular... He knows that given the nature of Darla's establishment, that she likely has a wealth of resources at hand, books, scrolls, uh, other odds and ends that might provide some sort of resource to get to the bottom of what sort of being creature or ritualistic act led to this body in the alley that would get us pointed in some manner of a direction that it feels like we're a bit listless on at the moment. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Din's racking his brain on stuff. Um, if anyone wants to make a role to help him, that
1: would change.
3: Oh. Both I'm, what I'm he's willing I'm to tell of you. I'm tempted
1: and- to potentially stick my nose in here. Um, I think it might be possible for me to uh, say something along the lines of, uh, you've heard of this before and you remember it. Uh, and because my character can speak truths by saying, oh. you remember this thing, he might just remember it now
3: oh that's a yeah power.
1: so i think that would be my power so that is a, a plus four of fallen angel herald that can speak truths, and then i would have to use one of my perils and i'm not exactly certain how i decide which one is which um the perils are there's a page in the book that
0: describes them yeah. so mm-hmm. the danger peril is actions of risk aggression or stealth mm-hmm. the hardship peril Actions of guile or toil and knowledge with, access to, or reliability of material items. Mm-hmm. Isolation, actions involving academic or esoteric knowledge,
1: observation, and social interaction. I think it'd be isolation then. There you go. All right, so I'm rolling a, a, a d12 plus four. I've rolled a six, so a total of 10. And there you go.
3: Nice.
0: The nice one of the nice things about why I call this a rules light, there is not a uh, there's not like a dice pool or a sliding change. When you are making a power check, the goal is to get equal to or over six. Okay. Um, if you're if we're doing a montage, the target numbers are five, seven, and nine, but that's different.
1: All right. So I think the way way this looks is, um, Din is talking with Kevin about trying to remember these things, and then Gab just kind of leans around the corner and goes like. Oh, come on, Din, you remember? And, like, a a series of, like, waves of, like, distorted light come out from his mouth and roll over our horned lizard friend.
2: Din is hit by memories he's been trying to suppress for years. As you dredge up his worst fears. Maybe?
0: I do remember. Huh. I remember three things. One is the is one of the few times I've truly been scared. And it was with a newborn vampire. They had no control. It was all savagery. Their fingers were sharp. There was no intelligence beyond those eyes. It was just hunger. I only survived because I ran. I remember that somebody was in here asking for translation and showing a book and that something about that book just, I couldn't, I did not like it. It did not. That book did not like me. It's just, just looking at it made my, uh, made my vision go swirly and colorful. It it was not, it was not good. And the last thing is that uh, Thomas oh. Welch, the uh, the Duke of the Vampire's Court, he hasn't been seen in a couple of months.
3: Can you give us that name one more time?
0: Thomas Welch.
3: How long has he been missing?
0: couple of months.
3: And is that something that those of us in the know would have known?
0: Uh, it's something that if you were connected to Vampire Society, okay, then you would have known. Got it. But nothing you guys, nothing you guys have given me led me to draw that particular connection line. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Like, do you know it exists? Yes. Are you aware of the actual politics? Sure, sure, sure. Probably not.
2: And if he's a duke, he's probably been a vampire for a while, yeah. Yeah, he's at
4: least as old as, Welch, as Elisha. Thomas Welch. Is is he the duke, or is he a member of the duke's court? He is the duke.
0: Ooh, shit, okay.
3: That's all he says?
0: That's that's all that Din can
1: remember. Okay. Thank you, Din. I appreciate that.
3: Din, do you, thank you so much for sharing this. Do you remember... The, the person who was in here with the book, the book that made your vision turn strange, do you remember who it was?
0: He didn't give me a name. Okay. He was a smaller man, not much over five foot. Mm. He was uh, always walking with... He was wearing this... He was wearing this dark coat. Mm. And had a silver pin on one side.
3: And how far how far back was he in Darla's? He's
0: he's been uh he's been in and out a couple of times over the last month or so. But it was only last week when he was showing off the book. Well this was recent, was it? Mm. Last thing he asked me is if I knew how to make more keys.
2: More keys to dials. I think that's what he meant. He's having trouble you, getting a straight answer out of him. And did you point him, or did someone here point him in the direction of a translator? People do business here because they know they ain't going to be heard.
3: Mm.
2: I just know he was asking. You don't know if he found anyone.
3: Mm. Thank you for your trouble, Dan. Thank you,
2: Dan. That has been very helpful.
1: Uh oh, pardon us, Din. We're gonna have a little uh team scrum here. <laughs> uh uh Gab is gonna kinda rotate around to the to gather the uh the, the f- uh I can count the four of us into a l- little huddle here. Um and before we do that I would like to take the two
2: dollars from the bodies um <laughs> yes, wallet
3: we should and
2: put it uh and
4: just like slide it over to Din. I'm enjoying uh, the uh Elisha the amount of tip immediately there. frowns. Mm. I mean, that's that's some substantial cash in the twenties. But frowns like,
1: uh, for for information Mr. like O'Neil. that, should tip a lot higher. Yeah, yeah. Well, and How like, I also
2: bought to attempted to buy a drink um, that got yeah. bereft from me. That's um, true. So, that's true. like, part of it's covering the keep, lost
4: alcohol. Uh, keep the dead man's money in his wallet and he pulls out his money clip again and grabs <laughs> a, a couple of dollars for an appropriate tip. Ah uh, like this guy. <laughs> for for then.
3: Thanks, Elisha. <sighs> so, so you take us aside. Uh,
1: quick scrum, friends. Uh uh yep. Gabe is gonna like, you know, kind of cuddle us up into a little football huddle and say, Alright, so a thing that I'm thinking. I think we should go to the estate of that uh, Thomas Welch fella, maybe track him down. Maybe he knows something about this. Well, he won't be at the, his estate, but I think it's a good place to start looking. Someone, someone who might know where he is might know where he's gone.
3: Do we know, is there a, like a place where vampires hang out? Like a different kind of bar, or like a place where the court would meet?
4: Oh, I know that place. Darla's!
3: Is it Darla's?
4: I mean, that... <laughs> the Darlas is. Oh well, if it's not Darlas, <laughs> I,
1: I should clarify. Uh, my accent is my... confusing. It's a uh,
4: uh, Darlas. Darlas.
3: Say <laughs> so, so what? What Were you saying well?
4: So if it's if Darlas is not like the hub for all of the monster stuff, uh, and the vampires have another. Uh, congregating location then that definitely feels like something i would probably be able to lean into my web of contacts for and hopefully roll
3: better than a one this time
2: i feel like they would probably have like a mundane like they would have a mundane bar or or like you know how the mob just operates out of like
3: mattress firms yes
2: probably something like (laughs) that oh my god what if vampires are the underworld mob that's pretty good They pretty much are. Yeah, they're the
0: ones who are going around at night asking for protection money. Mm -hmm. I mean, Um, but but, uh, Darlas is the neutral territory for everybody of the monstrous persuasion. That's right. Right. Um, So the vampires do not meet here. They don't air their Their yeah. Their interior business
2: here. They would have. They have have their their own place. Werewolves or Mm -hmm. banshees or whatever. Yeah.
0: This is this is where they meet to set up treaties between the between the tribes and
3: the gates. Right. So do we know where? Do, does it. Elisha know maybe where the vampire clubhouse is?
0: Well, let's see. Let's see the what vampire the roll says.
4: <sighs> not a one, not a not one. A All
3: right
4: i I still feel like stuff's going to come to hit us hard, and I'm going to need to make some important checks. So I don't want to ramp up uh, or dip okay. into my grateful gratefulness again. So I'm just going to roll the base plus two. My web of contacts roll the d six. Yes five on the die plus two so that's a seven nice. there you go. So with the uh, with
0: that, you do know there is actually a uh, there is Thomas Welch's house itself is uh, that is the Duke's mansion. Mm. That is where the vampires hold mm. their business.
4: And as someone of, of equal, uh, venerableness as the Duke of the vampires, uh, and with my web of contacts knowing that, okay, this is where they do their business, even though like I'm not part of that business is, and we all know that he's missing and now know that, um would making a social call or even sending my butler to call on his staff to arrange something is that a socially doable thing
0: that is that is a socially doable thing even just dropping by unannounced would still be it would be concerning but it wouldn't be it wouldn't burn anything social credit wise
3: mm. it's not going to be okay. on site if we roll up at this this place
0: yeah it's yeah. nobody's going to get angry with you for showing up okay um with the way the social hierarchy works it's yes fr- you're you're welcome in the master will be awake in mm. half an hour if mm-hmm. it's before sundown um that
4: kind of thing um
2: oh yeah i suppose <laughs> we should probably wait until after <laughs> yeah, <is> um
4: <laughs> <laughs> there's uh can i imagine this is a would be a scenario where Elisha is the golem who doesn't eat or drink things because he can't physically eat or drink things. And vampires who can't eat or drink normal human foods would have this great repast with all this, you know, finery that no one touches. Right. That's uh, a great aesthetics, right? right? Very much so.
2: Um, what are vampires like in this world? Are they... Accepting of like others in the monster community, are they more insular? Um, Are there any feuds we should know about? The vampires are very, very good
0: about keeping their feuds quiet.
2: Oh, okay. Um, So anything
0: internal for the vampires is kept internal. If it gets out, the sheep might know. Mm. That's their entire shtick. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, The uh, the vampires as a mafia. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, they have they have their monstrous protection racket of going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their uh, they have their spats. Sometimes the wolves get upset. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes uh, sometimes there's a sorcerer who rolls rolls into town and doesn't think he needs to pay the protection fee. Mm-hmm. There's there's power shifts that happen. Okay, both socially I- and actual power
3: wise. Okay.
2: Okay. so we're not like necessarily walking into a dangerous situation mm-hmm. just by,
4: because they're vampires correct cool right. hmm well. yeah well I would offer that uh, we can get back in contact with mr spielhofer who we I told to just wait in front of the <laughs> brownstone until we return thinking it would just be a quick jaunt over to look at this maybe or maybe not existing body. Right. But I could have Mr. Spielhofer make a call to the estate arrange for us to uh, make a social call on the current staff uh, running the house while Mr. Welch is out um, and speak to him regarding some some uh, potential overlap with the vampire community that they probably don't want getting out i think we can frame it as a we're doing you a solid quid pro quo sort of thing
2: i think we should try to talk to the staff first because if they are presumably human or a monster that can be awake in the daytime then if we go during the day we won't have the vampires like over their shoulder being like you can't talk about that so they might be a little bit more free and like we all know the servants actually know what's going on in the house (laughs) and if the Mm -hmm. vampires are like specifically like trying to hide the fact that thomas welch has been missing Mm. we might get more headway with the staff and then after dark we can we could just hang out for the next half an hour
1: Mm
2: -hmm. uh so I think we should do both. We should talk to the staff, but talk to them first during daylight.
3: Right. Right. Like, maybe we go with Mr. S and roll up at the location, check in with the, you know, footman and butler and whatever. Yeah. And then it hopefully come back later and...
2: Yeah, like, like let Mr. S make the official appointments with like the head honchos while we're like, while you're doing that, why don't you come sit down here and talk to me? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, like the maid or the mm-hmm. other butler or that Sounds good. I
1: think we've got a plan. Great.
2: Mr.
0: Spielhofer drives up at a sedate pace, pulls in through the laneway uh, up to the entrance of the building. All of the lights are off. At the Welch Estate. You get out of the car. The doors don't open. Nobody answered the phone earlier. So
2: now what?
1: Well, I think we should just head inside.
2: You don't want to knock on the door first. Well, that's
1: part of heading inside.
3: Clarifying question. Answer. When describing this, I am envisioning like an actual mansion of some description. Is that what this is?
0: That is what this is. Okay.
3: So we drove up some kind of like gated, you know, kind of drive. Are there other, uh, is there like a garage or other outbuildings? Like, do we see other cars or maybe even like horse and carriage for the fancy, you know, people or anything like that?
0: There's no cars in the laneway where you, where uh, you pulled up for the, the actual entrance to the manse. Um, mm-hmm. the only outbuilding is for the house cars um, the horses if there are any would have been kept in the back and mm-hmm. out out of sight from the front
2: okay. it
0: is still before sundown you've got about 15 minutes before the sun fully sets
4: okay mm-hmm. shall we and we knock on the front door and there's no response Correct. And so uh, has, does it look like there, with the remaining light of the day, does it look like there has been dust collecting on the doorknobs and on the railings and everything in this kind of entryway to the mansion, or does it look kept up, knowing yeah. that Welch has been missing for several months?
3: That's a good question. The place
0: actually does look much more kept up than a couple months would uh, would justify. Okay. Okay. Um, th- things aren't the sparkling polish that you've seen before. But it's not like, oh, the handle hasn't been turned since Mm. seven weeks ago.
3: They're keeping up appearances. Uh, At least.
4: Well, if the Welch family is not at home, it appears the home is being maintained enough. I would wager that a short jaunt around the back to call on the servants' quarters might be... Worth the trip around the building. Mm. I think that's a smart idea.
3: Agreed.
1: Alright, let's go.
0: So taking the walk around the back, as you approach the servants' quarters, everybody roll a d6 for me. This is just so I have a, a number.
1: Alright, rolled a 3. Nice.
3: I rolled a 1. I rolled a 6.
1: Rolled a 4.
0: As you approach the service quarters, this hits you first, Rhett. Again, you're walking around a vampire's mansion. You should expect to see more spirits in the area, more dead people.
3: Oh, sure.
0: Because as far as I'm aware, you can't turn off your, your vision.
3: No, it's on at all times. Yeah. So this, oh my god, okay, I might replay so this. This place is you're, like probably you're not, crawling with spirits.
0: You're, it should be.
3: Oh, but it mm. isn't?
0: No, it's not. The second part of it that hits you is as you get closer to the servant's quarters, there's a certain smell in the air. It's not good. Over the course of about four paces, it does hit all four of you. Rhett was just the first one to notice it. What? What? Mm-hmm.
1: What not good does it smell like?
0: There's a stench of rotting meat, but there's, it's not a scent that any of you would be familiar with, Mm. but considering the refrigeration techniques of the era, Mm. you would all have some understanding of what rotting meat does smell like, and this smells slightly sideways from that.
3: Oh. Oh. I'm not not
0: quite
4: certain why.
3: (coughs) (coughs) Do you, do you guys smell that?
4: i do indeed now i'm having to meta wise i'm having to ask myself if a golem has working olfactory glands i was wondering not even as a joke i'm trying to think don't
3: eat or drink i feel like you can't smell
1: now i have got lots of eyes and lots of wings and lots of rings but i don't have a nose per se the question is well the interesting thing about the
0: the fallen angel demon aspect uh-huh. of the way no, you're I, I, I probably you play yourself. Probably smell. <laughs> you are a multidimensional being.
1: Yeah. Mm. So
0: to exist in this dimension, you have to exist as a human. So you have you have access to all the human senses and the way they're supposed to work. A golem, on the other hand, is that, a being created a, of clay. Right. So yeah. the real question is, and this is going to inform the answer of, does it have working olfactory glands? does a golem have to
4: breathe? I would say no. Mm. Then it doesn't would breathe or eat. It can see and hear, but mm-hmm. doesn't breathe or eat. So, yeah. So I yeah. guess my question then is, is this something I smell from a mystical otherworldly sorceress? Mm. So this is nope. a physical smell. This is a physical Rodney smell. I In do not off. smell. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Elisha would would look around as everyone starts to, you know, make these awful faces and be like, I presume you are smelling something through your noses.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Something around here is dead. And has been dead for a while.
3: Weirdly, however, I, I should point out to all of you, I say, looking around, although Clearly something has died here, or many somethings have died here somewhat recently. And many others have died, at least almost certainly, in this building before. It's a ghost town here, guys.
2: Like the alleyway?
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's nobody You were nobody
2: able here. to see a vision in the alley.
3: A little. An echo at best. An echo. But this is... There's nothing. Nothing at all. Can we tell where the
2: smell is coming from?
0: It's getting stronger as you get closer to the servants' quarters.
2: Okay, I would like to take out a handkerchief that oh, I have I'm do the same thing. Uh, and like tie it around my face, or at least hold it up in front of the face. I probably dab a, a little bit of whiskey on it, <laughs> hold it in front of my face mm-hmm. um, as I go into the servants' quarters.
4: And as he is preparing to walk into the service quarters, would I be able to lean on my, uh, ability to kind of break off parts of my body and turn them into things? Cause I'd like to just create like a hammer or a cudgel or a shillelagh, like some sort of nose. something I can whack people with. If a nose plug, Oh wait, I <laughs> <laughs> what body part are you pulling off to make this, uh,
0: to make the cudgel?
4: Uh, you know, I would like to reach in through my, uh, you know, unbutton my shirt and pull off, port of, you know, a big hunk of clay from my torso to shape some sort of, uh, God, what are, like, you know, the old timey cops would have the short batons, like those. Oh, sort the of billy things, clubs, you know? the, the nightsticks. Yeah, like a, like an old timey billy club sort of thing. <clears throat> yeah, I like that. So oh, a yeah. sap. What? Uh, which one of my peril dice would I need to roll? uh, to create that as a power in this scene. That is a pact, correct? Uh, so my break off clay body parts is, uh, a power and it's I'm looking a to, but it's a, a niche thing, right? So I don't think I could use that power in a like combat setting or in case mm-hmm. things are about to get squirrely. And so I feel like things are about to get squirrely. Like Elisha does, even as a character, as everyone's saying, they're smelling rotting meat and, you know, right. even though he can't smell it, he knows that that's not what you want to smell uh, in these circumstances.
1: And we're at a vampire's uh, house, so yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would, s-
0: <clears throat> I would say this is a hardship role. Okay, because it's knowledge and access to material items, as well okay. as the re- reliability
4: of it. Mm. Uh, yeah, this and one. I'm living. I'm living the good life, so my hardships at six. So. You know, I might have if you haven't already to, rolled,
0: um, have nope. Here's the deal with this one. I, I think you can do this without an issue. Okay. Um. So what I'm what I'm looking for is the actual number you roll for some. Okay. For how this cudgel is going to perform in the
4: future. All right. Let me go to roll. Nice. So five on dice, uh, and then plus two from the power for a total of seven. Okay. Great.
0: What we're going to do Better with than that the one I was rolling. is we're actually going to turn that into a temporary power. Okay. You got the seven, so we're just going to give you a plus two cudgel for a for a, a temporary power. Cudgel.
3: Okay. Cool. cool. Basically turning it into like a weapon.
0: Yep. Cool. Yep. It's only good for the. It's only good for this scene and the
4: following one. This scene. Yep. But. Um, Because I need to put it back in my body eventually. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Going into this while this is happening and you guys are like hurriedly dashing back to the car and rifling through the glove box and all this kind of stuff. Um, Something that I want to try and push and I would be willing to pump a portent into this is using my power of seeing beyond. I didn't do this back at the crime scene, but I might want to do it now, which is, can I push this power enough to figure out what maybe drove the spirits away? Like, does it have a residue or or a vibe or a feeling? Is it that they were somehow killed? Is it that they're just gone? Were they afraid?
0: I like this. Which portent of yours are you look, are you looking to pump for this?
3: Well, I only have the one, uh, which is my uh, anxiety, anxiety and possible anxious breakdown. Ooh. So here's, I am going to... Here's the have... thing for you. Yeah.
0: Your anxiety is a four, correct?
3: Uh, the,
0: the nervous breakdown?
3: I the, have max. it here as a six. You have it as a six. So I only have the one. Okay. Nice.
0: Seeing beyond is a plus... Three. Three. So, interesting tidbit for you, and this is just due to the way the math works out. Right. If you add two to the portent, uh huh, then you add two to your roll.
3: Uh huh.
0: A one plus five is a six, which ge- which gives you the success.
3: Oh. So right. it's a
0: guaranteed success if you do that.
3: I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't pumped in yeah, any portent so far, awesome. so I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a portent in there. Um. You're I,
0: racking your brain and yeah, examining everything here.
3: Yeah. And I, I think basically what you guys see is I take my glasses off and I fold them up and put them in my breast pocket and then kind of walk away from the group just for a second and like squeeze my eyes shut really hard. And as I'm as I'm doing that, I'm like clenching my fists. I'm squeezing my eyes shut really hard. And you can see my breath for a second, ooh, and then I open my eyes, and you guys don't see anything. Mm-hmm. But what do I get?
0: What you get is you're definitely, definitely noticing that the chymo- the chemos of black bile is strong.
3: Mm.
0: Normally, when you're seeing beyond, the colors are a lot more muted and like almost monochrome, right? every as you're focusing on this and trying to watch it you're noticing that those colors become sharper like it's almost it's almost like watching a movie overlaid in uh, your experience of a movie being overlaid with the uh, with reality mm. and everything's starting to like the Technicolor is popping at just the weirdest moments and like okay so that's something is really starting to tweak here and it's very strongly in the black bile side Um, okay the next thing you notice is you're able to watch a few you're able to see a few more echoes almost exactly like the ones you saw in the alley and as you're watching Mm -hmm. that you're recognizing that these echoes aren't these echoes aren't moving the exact not all of them are moving the exact same way as the ones from the alley this is when you're realizing that some of them are perfectly bipedal and these echoes don't have the same color palette as the spirits you normally see.
3: So I see some humanoid figures on all fours, like I saw, mm-hmm. and I see some bipedal. To my eye, maybe ordinary-looking humans, but the color is off. Yep. Okay. And, and keep in mind, a strong this is all black bile. Yep. Feeling. Okay. Something. Mm. I'm trying to
0: figure out how to explain this without just saying the answer. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You don't want to just give it away. (laughs)
0: Because the the effect you're getting is the thing that is keeping the actual spirits from appearing Mm -hmm. is black bile.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: The echoes Mm. are not necessarily being affected by it.
3: Okay. 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 Yeah. So it's like the difference between like. Are you seeing at, an entity at, 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 or are you seeing some, a picture? Yeah, at some point it was like a like a Polaroid got snapped, and I can see the little Polaroid. Yep. But I there is no person there or or being there anymore. Yep. Okay. okay.
4: Interesting. Okay.
3: Okay. I think I would I would find my w- wander back toward the group, and as I as I rejoin, I think the last of like the cold air kind of dissipates, and I think I would say I would share that that it was something. Strong and black bile, and and what I what I'd seen. Hmm. One follow up question, sorry. How many total did I see in that echo? uh The first one you saw was two. Two on all fours. Yep. And then the bipedals. Oh
0: no! I'm talking about back in the alley. You saw oh, two
3: on all fours. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Here, countless. Many. Ooh. They were flickering in and out and they were all over the place.
3: Oh, geez. Almost it, like
0: they were pulsing. It is,
4: is that both quote unquote normal um, echoes of normal people plus the strange mm. bipedal quadrupedal figures? E-
0: echoes of normal people almost never happen. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, that is something I will I will point out for you.
2: Sure,
3: sure, sure, sure. Okay.
2: do you say anything to us yeah
3: i would i would share all of that pretty much as i as i got it
2: seems like there are spirits here they're just being hidden from you
3: right right and what what could be so strong in black bile that it would do that
2: well if they are if there is a newborn vampire what if the by the ones on all fours are the new vampires like there is something feeding off regular people. Mm. Maybe this Thomas Welch has been out there making more children and being somewhat of a deadbeat dad, <laughs> just letting them run amok.
4: Mm. Well, the or the book that our scaly-horned bartender Din mentioned mm-hmm. in conjunction with referencing the young vampire and the elder welch but that a book that glimmered and shined that we know that black bile manifests as as well mm. surely must be some connection right but i cannot ascertain it
2: i think there might be more to find out on the inside Mm-hmm.
1: what in here as Gabe opens you the door from
2: the service quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I found 30s. a journal that says exactly what is happening.
3: <laughs> I found the book. <laughs> Here's all the shit in it.
2: <laughs> oh, a confession by the Elder Thomas Welch. Yeah. <laughs> Written in his own hand.
3: <laughs> no,
1: just kidding. Did you go in? Um, yeah,
2: I'm opening the door. Okay. You go in.
0: Uh, aside from you, Elisha, for the other three, have you guys ever interacted with the vampires? In person
3: i think i would have had at one point a experience in darla's where i crossed paths just in passing like on the way to the bar maybe with a vampire and it scared me because i thought it was a spirit but it was like in real world
1: okay Uh, oh that's cool
2: because
3: they're um,
4: oh. I mm,
3: And it scared me. Oh, but then I realized it was a
4: real Because oh. other people could see it. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Okay. Um I think I've probably run into vampires quite a bit. Okay. Sure. Did you ever interact with Mr. Welch himself? I don't think I ever act, interacted with Mr. Welch. I think that I probably like interacted with like the underlings of the welch family like the the bruisers and the people who collect on the Mm. insurance Mm. or the protection payments and stuff like that but i think he's
1: a little too high for me to have met right Mm. i don't think that gab would have spent much time around vampires i think his his daily routine keeps him out in the daylight and then he reads all night sounds good (coughs) well
0: you open the door, takes two steps in, and instantaneously you can see exactly where that smell came from. There is most of a human corpse on the floor mm. in the service quarters.
3: Mm. You say most. Does it have a head?
0: It's missing a head. Oh. It's missing. I feel like there's an hand. It's missing one hand and the opposite leg.
2: Is there blood? Not on the floor. But that similar to like what we found in the alley, like clothes are bloodied and. Yep. Um, do the wounds similarly look animalistic in nature? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Um, One last question, maybe. We'll see. Um, The body in the alley hadn't been killed where we found it. Do we see similar evidence of that here? Of like it being...
1: Nope. Okay. This is the place where they were
3: killed. Yes. And sorry, missing head, hand, one hand. Opposite leg. Opposite.
4: And one... The remains of one person in this front room, first room, only room of Mm the servant's quarters uh, is the body clothed. And if so, what is it wearing?
0: It's wearing nicer style servant's clothes, Mm. which now that you see them, you recognize the same style of cut.
3: Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I have a theory. Oh, I have a theory. But Rhett wouldn't think of it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> fair would you like some assistance with that
3: no I'm going to keep that, okay. keep that I'm
2: still not entirely concerned there isn't a ritual element to this especially what knowing that we have a book that needs translating <sighs> interesting
3: a grand house like this it may have a library
2: that's true
1: um, uh, I'm gonna interrupt for a second. I think uh, Gab is gonna search around this place a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and um, if the body is not completely covered in gore, um, he's gonna pat down the pockets.
0: Yeah, you're welcome to. You don't find anything particularly of note. Okay. Because I, I, I was looking me... for keys
1: specifically.
2: Oh. Uh, no keys. Keys. Yes. Um, can we? tell like how big is the servants quarters like can we get a sense of like how large the staff might be based off of these quarters is it like a butler and a head maid or is there like a full staff
0: there would have been a full staff this place is large enough and the vampires are pretentious enough (laughs) to keep a full staff
3: of
2: (laughs) if not mundane people then ghouls okay hmm Um, and do we do we see any Um can can we take a few minutes and look around the rest of the servants quarters and see if there are other bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Taking your time as you're looking through the servants' quarters, you notice you've You don't find enough bodies to come to account for the uh to account for the full staff. The full staff. Okay. But every single body <clears throat> is missing at either the full head, the top half of the head, or the front portion of their, of their face. Okay. Ooh. Every single one is completely drained of blood. Okay.
2: And are any more missing limbs? Off and on.
4: There
0: doesn't uh, okay,
2: seem to be so, any pattern with the limbs missing. So the head is the important thing.
4: And these missing body parts, how have they been severed? Is it clean cuts? Is it mangled? It's uh, mangled,
0: it's torn, it looks some of the bits look like they've been chewed on.
3: Hmm. Very unvampire like.
2: That's what's throwing me.
3: Yeah.
2: vampires don't kill like this even if they are newly formed a newly formed vampire wouldn't have the capabilities to bite someone's entire head off
1: or even their face do you think it's something big enough to take the head off in one bite or do you think they're going in for more than one chomp
2: by the looks of these bodies it looks like they're chomping in one bite oh you said there was bite marks Hmm. Unlike some of the other
4: the wounds. extremities, the extremities. Sure.
2: What as, you start, seeing, as you start seeing, as you start
0: double checking the
2: puncture wounds that well, were described perhaps
0: beforehand, four teeth. They're always in sets of two or four. Sets
1: of two or four. Are they hmm. close together? Yep. In some sort of <laughs> rodent-like shape. <laughs> <laughs> I think my idea is becoming more and more correct. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Cams in a fucking '30s radio drama. <laughs> um,
4: does it look well? Like- if oh, I was saying, Elisha would speak up as we were traipsing around the periphery of the mansion and the servants' quarters, uh, and would slyly mention to. Uh, Mr. O'Neill, if there is this much carnage to be found so excessively on the grounds and in the servant quarters, I suppose a man of your professional abilities would be able to find us a way into the domicile itself.
2: I believe I can definitely do that. Um, does the, Do the servants' quarters... Co- Quarters connect to the main house Yep Okay so we can find that Before we go in I just want to Ask one last thing The puncture marks On these Do they look like They were inflicted Around the same time As like The beheadings And the gashes And stuff Yes Okay Okay Cool Okay Alright Uh Yeah Can we find a way Into the main
1: house Well I imagine It's through this door here See this- <laughs> should we knock first I
2: don't, I don't think that's no. relevant anymore <laughs> no <laughs> what's the uh what where are we time wise oh for like no like in in the fiction like in the fiction yeah
0: you've made it far enough in you can't see the you can't see the sun anymore okay but none of the lights nope. are are on in the house okay and it's gotten significantly darker
4: okay. So while we are discussing this, I would circle back to the front of the house where uh, Mr. Speerhofer is waiting with the Cadillac and have him bring it back around back to the service quarter area where we're trying to do our breaking and entering and tell him to keep the vehicle running. And there might be a need for
3: us to (laughs)
4: expediently uh, get away, Uh, but then also tell him to keep his guards up and watch out and to honk three times. Uh, if he sees anything problematic if, you know, once we go into uh, into the mansion itself.
3: So let's go ahead and
4: start, start with you. Where can we find you? Hey, everybody. It's your friend, Will Phillips. You can find me very creatively named on Twitter and depending on the date you are listening to this podcast, possibly over on cohost.org. Also, as Will Phillips, super hard to remember. You can also find everything you need for Hexing Tide, my TTRPG of minimalist, monstrous role-playing, on hexingtide.com. That'll take you to my game blog, which has links to free pay-what-you-want downloads on itch.io, the players' group on Facebook, and if I do say so myself, a very lovely curated Pinterest mood board. If <laughs> have any questions? Any interests? Would love to hear from you. Amazing,
3: love it. Everybody, go to hexandhead.com Go to itch.io. Buy the game with real money. Support the <laughs> artist.
1: All right. Uh, thank you very much for that, Will. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, let's do, let's finish out our other plugs. Uh, what do we all want? We all want to plug.
0: I will plug the. Uh... I'm going to plug the table at Discord, as usual. Come join the Discord, interact with us. It's about the only place I'm any kind of social on the internet.
2: (laughs) I have two plugs this week. One is if you like my sultry voice uh, in your podcast receptacle holes, (laughs) otherwise (laughs) called your ears. I, I appreciate you defining
4: that meaning. Yeah, yeah. confused.
2: <laughs> We're going to earn that explicit tag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have another podcast where uh, I G- GM uh, an evil D&D campaign set in a world where the Dark Lord won, and all of the main characters are l- entry-level... Employees of an evil corporation. It is called Lesser Evil, and it should be on your podcatcher of choice. Hopefully, if not, by the time this drops, then shortly thereafter. So stay tuned. We're or lessl- we're Evil underscore Pod on all the socials. The second thing, um, I'm a, I'm a DM for hire now, y'all. Yay! I like get paid to DM and stuff. Uh, I if you would like me to run um, a Adventure for you. Um check us out at uh Bad Wolf Studios, Bad Wolf Adventure Studios in Twin Cities area, and you can engage my services. That's awesome.
1: All right. You got any plugs? No. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Tablet. You can find us at micro underscore rpgs on Twitter or email us at microrpgs at gmail.com. Uh, Our theme this episode is Chill, Vibrant Jazz by Danny Dory. And we'll see you all for the next episode.
3: Yay. Thanks, everyone. Bye.
1: I'm a whole ass angel.